0: Do you like to learn about random, wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody, welcome to Nothing Off Limits. Our guest, Buck Angel, is going to educate us on and guide us toward greater awareness about what could be considered a confusing and still somewhat controversial topic in today's society transgender people. Let me introduce you to this amazing man. As an icon of popular culture and a visionary filmmaker, advocate, educator, and motivational speaker, Buck Angel's message of empowerment through self acceptance and being sexually confident comfortable in your own skin has struck a passionate chord with folks all over the world. Buck is not only inspiring people to think outside the box, he is redefining gender and educating an entire generation on the fluidity of sexuality and identity politics, which we'll learn more about today. Since Buck coined the phrase, it's not what's between your legs that defines you, the term has become an anthem for men and women everywhere who have been inspired by this message of self-acceptance. Buck has been all over the media. He's been featured on Joe Rogan Show, Howard Stern Show, Huffington Post, The Tyra Banks Show, Spike TV, The Women's Entertainment Network, Much Music, Sirius Radio, Dan Savage, Voice America Talk Radio Network, and many others. He's also been written about in The Village Voice, Rolling Stone, Time Out, Maxim, New York Times, and other publications around the world. And he just finished work on his groundbreaking documentary, Sexing the Transman, which has been shown worldwide. You can check out more about that at sexingthetransman.com, S-E-X-I-N-G-T-H-E-T-R-A-N-S-M-A-N.com. And also, please go to his websites, buckangel.com. You can find him on facebook.com forward slash official Buck Angel. And of course, if you, you can find him on Wiki as well. Welcome, Buck. Wow. <laughs> Was that all about me? I know. You sound <laughs> so fantastic. It's unreal. I don't know how the hell you have time for all of this stuff.
1: <laughs> I think we ha- we were having that discussion earlier. Time- yeah. yeah. Time. Actually, it's funny as you get older, right? It seems like time is like right now. It's, it's already- compressed. Yeah. It's crazy. Like <laughs> yes. When you're a kid, you remember it took forever for time yeah. to...
0: You're like, when am I going to turn 16 already? Oh, Damn it. <laughs> so I'm so excited to have you here today. I know that you're going to share some amazing information with all of us. And I want to start by having you share with me and with the listeners your personal journey so we can get a better idea of, you know, how you've become the man you are today.
1: Yeah. Thank, uh, first off, thanks so much. It's really an honor to be on your show and to meet you and your your voice is Oh, you know, I love your voice so much. <laughs> it draws me
0: in. But, um, <laughs> I'll talk to you anytime, Buck.
1: I don't. (laughs) Thanks for having me on and letting your listeners uh, hopefully learn something new, or basically maybe they already know me. But where I come from is um, my early life was that I was born female, and uh, I was born in 1962, and I'm 53 years old. And back in the day, we didn't talk about trans, and we didn't talk about feeling like a man or a woman or how your gender was. It was basically you were a tomboy, Mm -hmm. and that's how I was raised, as a tomboy, which was totally great, and I had a great childhood. My family was... Very basically middle class America, you know, all the things that you do as, as a kid back in the day and all of that. The, I can tell you that everything was awesome because I was a little boy and I was raised as Buck. And, you know, you have the, 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 the things that happen as a child and you get into, you know, all the normal child stuff. But the thing that happened to me was puberty.
0: And mm. when puberty
1: happened to me, my life ended. So do
0: many people's lives. <laughs> that's
1: why I always bring up puberty, because that is something, it doesn't matter what gender you are. It, it, it is, it's a human thing that happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I found that thing that I can relate to you as a person and not necessarily alienate myself as a transgender person from you. But I could say me and you both have puberty, whether mm-hmm. you're male or female, and we know what that meant. Mm-hmm. Somebody like me, it just takes it to a whole nother level. Because my body started to betray me and I was always thinking I was this little boy and then all of a sudden, you know, the boobs start to grow and menstruation starts to happen. And believe me, as a little guy, you're (laughs) like, what (laughs) to you? Yeah. See, this
0: is why I like you so much because you can understand my pain and horror once a month. <laughs> exactly.
1: And why a lot of my lady friends are like, you're the best man to have around. <laughs> yeah. I get the period. I get the hot water bottle out and like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: the Advil. <laughs> I mean, and, uh,
1: Let me stroke you a little bit and make you feel better. But, (laughs) you know, um, so so puberty happened. And, you know, obviously I I told my whole story. It would take us 500 shows. But, you know, finally I figured out that, you know, through a lot of pain, a lot of suicide attempts, a lot of uh, drugs and alcohol, a lot of hating myself, a lot of cutting, a lot of destruction, I finally found that I could have what we call back in the day a sex change. And that was 21 years ago. And but, I, that,
0: but I don't want to skim over okay, that sure. journey because, I mean, you just mentioned some really intense yes. reactions to this feeling of like you didn't feel comfortable in your own body. Not
1: at all. And remember what I said, I'm 53 years old. So, you know, this is in the late 70s, the 60s, you know, and 1980 was when I was supposed to graduate from high school. But of course, I didn't graduate because I was a total mess. And I was lost. And I hated school. And I hated being around everybody. And I was isolating myself. Um, The only thing that really kept me focused was athletics, of course, right? I was a big lesbian and a big dyke. And even then, I couldn't even come out with my sexuality because back in the seventies and eighties we didn't talk about that either. And I was a professional athlete sponsored by Adidas, Nike, you know, trying to make the Olympic team. But we didn't talk about what was that. what so, was the event? A fifteen hundred meter run. Uh huh. Yeah. And so you know we didn't talk about that, and we were we were we were shut down if we wanted to talk about our sexuality. And that that was one of the things the coach said: we, if you are a lesbian, keep it to yourself. Huh. As I'm we surprised
0: were, it even came up.
1: I know, because they knew everybody on the team was a lesbian.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're just not going to talk about it. So it was like a big, like, let's just not even address it.
1: Well, also because Adidas and Nike and all these places would have dropped us. There Interesting. Today, where Adidas is proud sponsors of, of gay athletes, back in the day, right. they dropped you like a heartbeat.
0: Right. Not so a- much has changed. And oh. I definitely want to dive into that whole topic yes. later on. Yes. But this is amazing to me, though, that you were like a very successful athlete, yet at the same time, you were doing drugs and, and drinking alcohol and all of this.
1: Yep, totally. I was, you know, I would leave bottles of alcohol when I would do my 15 mile training runs. I would literally go and hide bottles of alcohol at certain points where I would stop and drink. And keep going. I mean, How is
0: that even possible? I know.
1: How is that possible? That's called alcoholism. That's
0: functioning. Alcoholism. Fun- yes. Like, But Fun- high functioning.
1: Totally, And the thing that kept me smoking marijuana, even though I have to tell you, I am an advocate for marijuana, but back in the day, I wasn't, you know, I was just a user and a crazy person and just used a lot of uh, drugs and alcohol to, to, to numb the pain of not knowing what I was feeling. Because nobody, when I went to a therapist, which my parents finally started sending me to a psychiatrist, not a therapist, the psychiatrist just said that, you know, I was just a gay woman and that I was having problems with my sexuality. And I was like, but I feel like a man. But they had no tools
0: to say that. They just
1: immediately equated me saying I feel like a man to being a lesbian.
0: Interesting. Yeah, there was very little education or understanding. Yeah. And there still isn't now, which is why we're doing this today.
1: Yes, 100%. And why you're great to have somebody like me on. If it's not me, somebody else. But, you know, to, to get your listeners to understand this whole new transgender you know, boom, that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't understand it because it's happening so fast. So they don't get a chance to listen to a person like myself.
0: So um, one more thing about your journey, which you told me when we spoke offline. And it was about you getting into a modeling career.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is another weird thing, right? So just exactly what you hear in those stories of being found. Exactly what happened to me. Some guy took photographs of me because my girlfriend was like, let him do it, let him do it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then my girlfriend secretly took them to a modeling agency, Elite modeling agency behind my back. And I got a call from elite modeling agency. And it's they like were- a top modeling agency. A uh, top modeling agency. And they were starting a new division, which was called New Faces, which is now a big part of the agency. And um, they called me and they said, we want you to come in. And I thought it was a joke. And I'm like, what? And my girlfriend at the time was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> did it all for my girlfriend i did it all for her. i have no desire to be a female model but you know i was at the forefront of that whole androgyny movement in that you know in the mid 80s mm. um they just wanted to make me up a, a superstar and i the thing that's so crazy is that i had every opportunity to become a supermodel i would have been a supermodel if i would have been comfortable in my body like a lot of models are today so you
0: worked it for a little while though you did yeah,
1: work it, I did. They took me to London. They, you know, I was, I was like on the verge of becoming a very big fashion model. But drugs and alcohol. And when I was in London, they drink. Let me tell you, they drink over there. And I just got sucked into the alcoholic thing. And I didn't start. I wouldn't show up for my castings. You know, I hated what I was doing. And then finally, they just, you know, I didn't show up for a huge big event in Paris, and they just cut me. And that was. That was it for well,
0: me. Yeah, yeah, they they were like, where's our model? Okay. <laughs> and you were like passed no. out somewhere. <laughs> <I told you. laughs> and I'm laughing, but it's actually terrible because this all then stems back to what you were getting to earlier, which is that all of this, this these struggles, these challenges, yet you were so on the cusp of like becoming huge in whatever you took on, you were succeeding with it but yet you were being held back because of your own discomfort within yourself. Was there something specific that made you make this decision? Okay, I need to become a man.
1: Well, yeah, that's a great question because um, really it was leading up to it. My I, What happened was I just couldn't function with my alcoholism anymore. I ended up coming back from Europe and ended up literally homeless because I didn't have my family just connected from me because I was just a a bad person. And that was the best thing they ever did. So I didn't have any family. I didn't really have a lot of friends at this time because I was just closing doors left and right with my alcoholic behavior. And I ended up coming back to Los Angeles with my suitcase, having nowhere to live and going on people's couches until finally they were like, enough is enough. And I ended up literally on the streets, homeless in West Hollywood, prostituting as a little boy. My God, It was a crack. I became a crack addict and I needed to you know, sort of figure out how to make money. And it just sort of figured it out. That's what alcoholics and drug addicts are good at. They're figuring out how to find drugs and alcohol. And mm. one day this man pulls up and he's like, hey. And I'm like, hey. And then he's like, get in the car with me. I'm like, why? He's like, because. How much? How much? And I'm like, how much for what? He goes, how much for a blow job? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> he I was a little boy because I wear like boy clothes and a baseball cap. And I was like, bam, 20 bucks. So there I was doing hand jobs and blow jobs for 20 bucks and buying crack and being homeless. Oh, my and God.
0: It was crazy. So from top athlete <laughs> to top model oh. to, to on the street. Yes. yes. Prostituting for crack. For crack. And so, so was it that, that part of your life where you're like, okay, I got to change?
1: Yes, and then I went home with some man, which you never do, and I knew I was doing the bad thing, but I did it anyway, and he almost raped and killed me. And so then I said, Oh my god, I have to get out of this. And I did. He luckily he didn't rape and kill me. And I got home I got out to the street and I called my ex-girlfriend at the time, and she's basically just said, If you do not get sober, I will never speak to you again. And she was very instrumental in getting me sober. So I got sober for two years and that's when my head cleared. My head cleared. And I saw a movie, a a documentary of a transgender man, which is very rare back in that day. And there was this woman who became a man. And I was like, why is nobody telling me this? Mm -hmm. Because at the time, you didn't have Google. Nope, exactly. There was no internet. There was nothing. And I had just started with a new therapist. And she said... And I, after a month of sitting in her office and never saying a word because I didn't know how to communicate and I just felt so horrible about myself and so tired of people telling me that you're just a gay woman and not a man. And finally, I just said, after one month, I just started crying and I said, I feel like a man. And there was silence for like one minute. And she said to me, you know what? I believe you. And it was like,
0: what? What?
1: What? And she saved my life. Because from that moment on, she said, we will figure out, me and you together, how you can become a man.
0: That's amazing. It was amazing. Wow, that just gave (laughs) me chills because that was that one person to just show you full acceptance.
1: Full acceptance that I never had. And she was a gay woman with no agenda, clearly no agenda. Right. And she wanted to help me because that was her job as a therapist, and she knew that. And fa- fast forward to today, she now opened a gender center in Los Angeles. Uh, I was because I changed her whole idea of what she wanted to do as a practice. Oh, that's and
0: amazing! We were friend. meant to come together.
1: Yeah, we were meant to come together. And <laughs> So we figured out through bookstores because we didn't have the internet, and through certain avenues. Uh, how to start my transition which wasn't easy because I was in Los Angeles where nobody else existed here at the time and both of my hormone doctor and my top surgeon I was their first trans
0: wow wowies yes so and that had to be scary because then you probably felt like oh I'm sort of a guinea pig
1: Well, that's (laughs) funny you say that because that's exactly what my testosterone doctor said when I walked in, and picture, walking into this doctor's office, he's 80 years old, literally with a cane, and he says to me, well, my friend, I have only had about 30 to 40 years experience with transgender, transsexual is what we called it back in the day, transsexual women, and I've never, ever experienced uh, a transsexual man, but... If you're willing to be my guinea pig, oh my God, I will, (laughs) we will get this going. And I'm like, oh (laughs) Jesus. I'm thinking to myself, I don't have a choice. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because at the time you didn't you't very few resources. It's not like you could look up, you know five different surgeons. <laughs> oh my God. All right, so you just actually mentioned something important. You said at the time they called it transsexual and And I want you to explain the difference between transsexual and transgender because now it's it's getting real confusing nowadays.
1: And it's too bad that it's getting confusing because the more terminology we add to this, you know, just this, this, this concoction, for, for lack of a better word, this whole thing that's happening, we are, we are making people not understand it. So here's what I'm going to tell you. There's a difference between a transsexual person and a transgender person. And we do need this terminology, this specific terminology, because there is a difference. I am a transsexual person, meaning that I was born female. And I will always wanted to be male. So I had a sex change from being a female to becoming a male. And that's how I identify, even though I still have a vagina, I identify I've had a legal sex change in the United States of America, and I live my life as a man. That is what a transsexual person is. They want to go from whatever gender they were born in to the gender that they feel like and live in that gender. Mm-hmm.
0: And so this is like an official thing through the government, through your birth certificate and such. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So now we
1: have what we call transgender people, which transsexual can fit under the umbrella term of transgender, but I and my fellow transsexual people feel like we are not the same as a transgender person. So a transgender person is this, somebody who might be born in the body that they don't feel like but does not necessarily want to transition to become the gender that they feel like. They want to be and identify as a trans person or a transgender person, and not necessarily as a man or a woman. And that can be any, it is such a gigantic umbrella term. It can be anyone who says, yeah, I'm a transgender person and I feel like a man and sometimes I just want to be a man. Or it could be somebody who says, I'm genderqueer and I don't want to necessarily fit in the binary. Or I can just always want to be playing with my binary. Or I want to specifically just be called a transgender person.
0: Mm-hmm. And I've heard that, too. And so this is where it gets so confusing because um, there was another person that I spoke with on on a different series that I work on. And they said, you know, we don't even use the term transsexual anymore it's
1: horrible because it's not true you see what i mean yeah that 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 that, that's that's actually disrespectful to me because i am a transsexual person so what you're doing is trying to wipe out my history and Mm that is because my history counts actually my history and i'm not tooting my own horn at all but i would say not necessarily just me but what about the elders of our community the people that came before me they are transsexual people and they open the doors to get to where we are today and why we are having these conversations. That's right. But they erase and say that terminology doesn't exist is extremely disrespectful to me and my fellow transsexual people. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you call yourself? Tranpa?
1: <laughs> I'm Trampa, totally.
0: <laughs> when you said that to me, I loved it. I was like, "That is the best term I've
1: ever embracing heard." It. I'm embracing my elder status because I am an elder. I'm 53 again. That said, I'm also embracing the fact that I am a transgender, transsexual person, mm-hmm. and it's very important that people understand that you know I don't necessarily call myself a trans person. I am a transsexual and trans, but I consider myself a man. A man. And I- transpa- trampol, just kind of plays off that whole. It's thing. Cool. I- yeah. (laughs) I like to make people feel at ease and let's laugh and let's make it. Yeah, yeah, when you laugh and you make fun and you have, it just eases this intensity. Yeah, it
0: doesn't have to be so serious. It doesn't have to be. Right. Hey, everybody. We're going to take a quick break for a cool advert for Spartagen XT. If you go to ladyfoxentertainment.com and go to the resources page, there's a lot more information there. Check it out. Guys, are you suffering with poor libido and sex drive? Do you find yourself limping through your day because of low energy? This lack of drive and energy could be a sign that you have less testosterone than you did in your 20s. Testosterone naturally declines with age, but getting older shouldn't mean you can't enjoy doing the things a man really loves to do, especially in the bedroom. Listen up, if you've been struggling with weak performance, there's something you can do about it right now, today, thanks to Spartagen XT. Spartagen XT is an all-natural herbal supplement designed to support the production of free testosterone to help boost your sex drive, energy, and performance. Spartagen XT comes with a risk-free 90-day money-back guarantee. That means you have nothing to lose and only a larger, fuller, more enjoyable sex life to gain. All right. Log on today visit www.spnol.com that's S as in Sam P as in Peter N O L like nothing off limits.com to experience Spartagen. What are you waiting for? Get on there guys all. Uh-uh. And now back to the show. So this whole idea between the term transsexual, the term transgender, how everybody defines it, is this the distinction that you use to redefine gender when you do your motivational speaking engagements and such?
1: Exactly. And I talk about all these new terminology, which it's it's always going to be. It's always going to be evolving from this point on. I don't believe we're ever going to find one specific thing. And that's what everyone, there's always going to be the evolution of gender, the evolution of sexuality, the evolution of humans. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so with, with that, yes, I do use that. But really, what I want to say is that I'm not a transgender or a transsexual activist. I am a human rights activist. I believe what my ultimate goal is to bring us all together as humans and stop separating us because we have differences. Differences are beautiful and great. Yeah. What they do is they divide us, right? Yes. Divide us, which is such a dangerous, horrible thing because we we are individuals. We might all have a different way of thinking and being and wanting to be, but at the same time, I believe. Really, blanketly, that we all have the most uh, the ultimate goal, which is to be happy and live life as Absolutely. happy people.
0: But I think divides are going to be here forever and ever and ever because it yeah. gets passed on from generation to generation, and it's not just within LGBT community. It's like race, oh, uh, culture. Uh, there's so many different ways that people automatically create divides yes. um, that it's it's inevitable. You know, it's, it's just different. about like acceptance, it's about knowledge, education, um, learning to have a more of an open mind, right. I think.
1: Right. And that's and that then that's why I believe believe that I'm more of a human rights activist, because I want to bring us all together and and find the commonality. And, you know, it's fine. But you're right. I I don't think in my lifetime that, you know, we're going to have this peaceful world. I just sadly to say, I don't I don't know.
0: I I would love for that to happen. But so so what is your viewpoint and your opinion on all of the media that's happening right now? I even just saw an article today about something going on in Texas about the transgender bathrooms.
1: <laughs> it's
0: everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Like everyone's latching onto it, in these particular uh, states that decide that they want to alienate other groups of people because it's wrong, you know, or these people are going to rape our children, or these people are molesters. I mean, how disrespectful <sighs> I are know. they? To even say those words connected mm-hmm. to my community. Because what they're making up is lies and with no zero evidence of any of this ever happening. They're mm-hmm. doing in what we call fear based tactics. Yep. And
0: yep. that's
1: exactly what
0: This is the crap that, you know, Hitler. really stirs stirs Hitler. up war. Yes. <laughs>
1: People forget history. Hitler did the same thing. And I always use this, even though, because Hitler, when you say Hitler, people just lose their minds on on both sides. But really, think about it, is exactly what happens when people want to gain control of the people. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what their fear-based tactics of saying, transgender people are perverts. And now we're going to have, you know, men dressing as women. You know, how disrespectful of you to think that it is just that being a transgender person is just dressing in clothes and going to the toilet. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Right. Really? It just makes no sense. But that said, it's a scary thing that's being done because they're trying to come after us and trying to alienate the rest of the, of the rest of the world, our United States against us. But, It's not going to work. People are coming to us, to our defense. The the federal government has come to our defense.
0: Good. And also, I think that there are some positive things happening on the flip side where, you know, there have been a few shows that have come out uh, transparent, uh, great show on Amazon. Um, There's some other other ways that it's just being approached in a positive way to just kind of show people that, you know, these are human beings. This is not some weird freak of nature.
1: No, and but the thing is like we also have to remember that tr- all of these things that are happening that we see and we live in Los Angeles and New York and San Francisco and Seattle and you know we live in a bubble.
0: <laughs> right. We
1: a bubble of acceptance and people willing to share. The rest of the United States is not like that. That's true. So clearly because Trump is where Trump is for mm. a reason. Not a
0: joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think, and it's again, it goes back to that conversation of these divides that'll never go away, even within the U.S. But we are fortunate to be in big cities that have much more uh, diversity. Right,
1: and hopefully that will create change, and hopefully mm-hmm. that can finally get make it to the people in Middle America who are getting this the wrong message. So,
0: so let's talk about those people in Middle Middle America, yes. or even people who might be living in a big city but are just kind of like unaware or disconnected right. from this whole topic. What are some of the like if they're curious if they meet someone who uh, explains that they're a transgender person and um, how, what kind of questions should they ask? What's off limits? Well, pretty
1: much everything is off limits because you you don't necessarily meet a transgender person and say, "Well, now I need to ask the best thing to do when you meet a transgender person and if you're curious about them being transgender is to say, "Wow, I'm really interested in your story." Just like that. Mm-hmm. And then not what do you have in your pants? Because right. I, I'm the guy that I'm the guy that has no problem answering any question about But you are rare. I'm extremely rare, especially because I talk about sex. I talk about sex and myself and trans people. And I also talk about my genitals a lot. So most trans people are not me. I'm a rarity. Mm-hmm. That said, it is best to just be as as positive and natural Natural. and natural like i'd love to hear your story not what how do you have sex what's in your pants right why does your voice sound like that your hands look big why do you have that you know or look small whatever yeah understand it just be sympathetic and compassionate And, and willing to just not, <laughs> yeah. not
0: So, just... so th- the reason why I'm asking that Is because like I think some people They would make the assumption That because you are transgender That that means you're just automatically Open like a book And you're going to say anything and, and share anything And that's not necessarily the case So you can't make that assumption That you could just ask anything And, and not offend someone
1: But you wouldn't do that anyway To anybody So you're just going to you just treat
0: Well we hope
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right on. You know, just (laughs) just don't do it to anybody. If you're interested in people, you have a conversation about like, tell me your history and tell me where Mm you come
0: from. Why do you think that some of the folks from the transgender community aren't as forthcoming like you are?
1: Well, I think for a lot of reasons. One, because I think that most people don't feel a need to be an activist. And most people don't feel a need to continue to make change in the world. And most people uh, have different stories than I. For myself, I came from such a horrible, horrible place. Being a transsexual person changed my life physically as well as mentally as well as just daily. So for me, I feel that need to share my story. I feel the need to be as open as possible to continue to make change, to continue to make it so that nobody ever has to go through what I am. But not everybody is that way. Not just trans people, everybody, for whatever reason, if they get sober, they might just want to be secretly that and not ever have to talk about it. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's just been my passion because sex changed my life when I was just always so just disconnected with my body. And when I became myself and I became sexually active with my body, I was like, wait a minute. I have to share this.
0: So let's get into that. Now, I'm assuming this is all about the fluidity of sexuality.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, and so, so what happened for me was that I just was always shut down sexually because I wasn't comfortable with my vagina and I wasn't comfortable being in a female body sexually. And I would have to get drunk and stoned and wasted to have sex. And I don't even remember if I enjoyed it or not. All I know is I transitioned. I got a, my male body. And I was disconnected still from my vagina until one day during masturbation, because testosterone heightens your libido considerably, not in all of us, but you know, a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And I was just doing that. And Next thing you know, I'm having orgasms, and I'm like, you know, penetrating myself when I never had penetrated myself before, and I was like having orgasms, and I'm like, what <laughs> is this, and why did nobody tell me? Amazing, yeah. this is a whole
0: new world opened up
1: all <laughs> for me, and I was like, I'm not getting rid of my vagina. I I love my vagina, and I, I just remember being like, wow, like how many other guys are being so disconnected with themselves because they're scared. And mm. so that's sort of really. Uh, so
0: so when you talk about this, um, when you teach about this, what do you focus on and and how do you help people to get to that idea of fluidity right? with sexuality?
1: So, so what I focus on first and foremost is learning to love yourself. And that means masturbating. I'm huge on masturbating and I'm huge on sex. So if you're, you cannot, I'm sure you've heard this, Before, you cannot find love or have somebody love you until you love yourself. That's right. And that that also is with sex. If you don't know your body sexually, nobody else is going to be able to please you sexually because you don't even know how to please yourself. Mm -hmm. So what I talk about is that, learning to reconnect with your new body sexually because it will open doors for you to feel much more confident. People who are sexually confident are also very confident people.
0: Yes, they are. You can yes. tell, tell when somebody. You actually feel that energy when someone walks in a room. Always, mm-hmm. all, always, and I
1: equate a lot of myself to being such a confident person because of my sexual confidence, and so it's what I talk about. I talk, and I and my my film uh, series, sexing the Trans Man," talks about that too, and interviews trans men about you know the evolution of their body and feeling comfortable and how and you know and I have them do sex on camera for me and it's such an amazing thing because what it does is it's not it's not just about me now it's about look at all these different representations of trans men and one of them can be you and look they're totally feeling confident in their body when you see somebody that you can relate to being sexually confident, it just does something to you. And it's like, why can't I do this too?
0: Absolutely. So I love this work that you're doing. And so you're obviously proving that it's okay um, to explore your body in this way um, through your work, right?
1: Yes, 100%. Because it is is. sex is a great thing. And you know, I'm not saying that everyone should have sex, because some people just don't feel comfortable having sex and they don't want to and that's okay but I think well I'm just speaking to learn to love your body however that is but sex to me seems was the way I did it
0: Mm -hmm. and so is there anything else that you focus on when you teach well I focus
1: on really um positivity (laughs) I like to focus on positivity and understanding that stop being a victim Mm -hmm. because we trans people are victims. They love to be victims. They love to say my life sucked. I never got to be this. I not it's easy to fall into victim to that victim mentality. It is. We all do it. I do it sometimes. It's just easy thing to do. We all
0: do it, trans or not. Trans or not.
1: And so what I do is I say, stop victimizing yourself and be a survivor. Mm-hmm. Cuz that's what you are. You're a survivor. So I talk about how to, you know, first off, how to stop feeling negative in a daily basis, because what you put out comes back to you. You know, I'm this kind of guy who believes in positive energy, working through things, speaking, making dialogue, conversation, even if you don't like it. Do things that are difficult for yourself, because when you do the difficult things, the other things just come to you.
0: Mm -hmm. The difficult things are what make you grow and expand. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. And I love what you're doing. You're sharing such amazing messages with people out there. What else is coming up for you? oh
1: my gosh, I travel. <laughs> it's weird. I have to tell you, it's weird because I never in a million years thought I would be this guy ever, ever, ever. When I started doing my pornography, which is really what sort of put me out in the, in the, in the world and got my name recognition. I never thought that I would be speaking at universities all over the world, that people would bring me in to be a motivational speaker, that the, so many people, not the LGBT community, but outside of the LGBT community, community are my fan base and my listeners and my sort of motivators and my mm. friends, and it, it's like, wow, I, 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 have nothing to complain about, really. I just don't because <laughs> I, it's the weirdest thing. Like, I, so what's happening is I'm going. I'm uh, in two weeks. I'm going to Tel Aviv. To uh, speak at a film festival where they're giving me an award for my film work, and then wow. I'm speaking at the big university and in Tel Aviv, and I just did a interview yesterday with the biggest Israeli newspaper, and they gave me what's called like the middle section of the paper, which is like
0: the biggest. I know. I You're mean, the center is centerfold. Yes, <laughs>
1: yes, in the biggest paper in all of Israel. That's which amazing. Easy. It's crazy, right? That, right? Is a,
0: that is so cool. It's amazing
1: and liberal and gay pride. I'll be there for gay pride, and I hear it's one of the most amazing gay prides in the that's world. That's
0: awesome. Yes. Tell us briefly about your porn career.
1: So my porn career started because I didn't see a representation of myself in porn. I saw trans women, and what I saw was trans women being called shemale, chicks with dicks, you know, trannies, which is all, I don't have anything, there's nothing wrong with that. That's all marketing, and that's all particularly uh, specifically porn. But what I didn't see was, empowerment from the trans woman at that time I saw one her name is Gia Darling and she's amazing and she was the only trans woman that are, had her own production company and really had a vision of creating a positive environment for trans women but I didn't see that it didn't exist for trans men mm-hmm. and so I was like wow I have an opportunity right now to do something because I was making fetish movies with my uh, wife at the time it was a professional dominatrix and so I just saw this opening and I'm like wait a minute why don't I be Buck Angel, the man with the pussy? <laughs> and I remember my friend at the time, he was like, oh my God, dude, that's a most brilliant idea. You're going to change the world. And I'm like, I'm making
0: porn. The
1: last thing I'm gonna do is change the world. Those are. That's the exact.
0: But you know what? Out of his mouth and to the to the universe, right? What is that phrase? Out of your mouth and yes. to the gods or whatever. It's like it's- you are changing the world. <laughs>
1: I mean I mean, like I said, I just never thought I would be this guy. And so I started doing it and it was difficult. Nobody wanted anything to do with me in my adult industry peers didn't want anything to do with me and everyone Why thought is that? they thought it was really disgusting and weird and gross and
0: yeah, it was shocking. That is shocking because that's the whole idea is this openness about sexuality and porn. It's so over the top. You well, know, it's like how could they think that yours is, is different? Because or bad.
1: Because here's the misconception that we all have, including myself, that the adult industry is about being progressive, open minded. Right, right. No, it isn't. That has nothing to do with the porn industry. The porn industry is mainstream, run by white men who only want to make money. Mm-hmm. That's what the- people just have this thing. Oh, porn is great. Nope, not my experience. Now, in 2016, it's a whole different ball game because. We have queer porn now. We have people producing their own porn. We have the internet. We have all these ways that people can produce and make what they want to see. But when I started in 2001, that didn't exist.
0: Wow. And so You've it, been you've seen so many changes over the years.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm like I'm seriously trampa. <laughs> yeah,
0: like,
1: it's crazy and that's why I have a huge amount of gratitude for yeah. what what I am because mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it now it's like I keep telling these young kids, calm yourself down, you can take your time to do this, and it's not going anywhere. And you have so much opportunity to really work on yourself and to make your transition a really positive thing. Back in my day, we didn't have it, and it, it sounds just like a grandpa. Like, okay.
0: <laughs> 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 Back in my day. <laughs> But this is, this is important stuff, um, this message that you're imparting, not only uh, amongst the, your own community, the youngsters, you know, and their own experiences, but also just on the general public and gaining a, a greater awareness, like we said at the top of the show. Is there any final messages that you'd like to leave the listeners with about what you're doing, the empowerment that you're, that you're trying to provide to everyone?
1: Well, well yeah. What, what I always leave, when I, when I do my talks – when I do my inspirational talks or whatever, I always like to say at the end of my talk, if there's one thing uh, that you can leave Uh, today with from hearing me speak is to deprogram yourself because you have been programmed we've all been programmed from the minute we were born to say this is what is a man this is what is a woman this is what is gay this is what is straight this is what I have to do to be this kind of person this is how I have to walk this is how I have to talk it's all bullshit Mm -hmm. it's all programming you decide how you want to be with that I'm a big believer of what you put out comes back to you. So make sure that you are living a life of gratitude and acceptance and understanding and always willing to learn and have dialogue. If you don't understand something, ask. But stop making assumptions about people and realize that it's your own ego. Ego plays a huge part in why you feel certain ways about certain things that are negative. Let your ego go and learn and be a grateful person. And I guarantee you, your your world will be a whole different place.
0: Well, that's an inspiring message to me for sure, and I'm sure to the listeners. And that's the whole point of Nothing Off Limits, is to get this kind of like, Eye opening experience like, hey, wake up. <laughs> wake up. Wake up. Um, Buck, you're amazing. Uh, everybody out there listening, please, if you haven't already uh, throughout the show, please go to buckangel.com. Check out sexingthetransman.com. Find him on Facebook. And, and are you on Twitter and all of that yeah. as well?
1: Uh, Twitter is Buck Angel at Twitter. You know Buck Angel. Buck Angel
0: everywhere. Just search on Buck Angel and you will find him. And Buck, I can't wait to to have lunch or we'll go for dinner or do something next time you're not traveling to Tel Aviv and shit like that. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Thank you so much for all of your time. Thank you. Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.